and the crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. Not guilty. At least that's the plea. The plea is uh, not uh, guilty. That's Trump in uh, a Georgia election case. Uh, Which one is which? Which one up is down? Left is a banana. Who can keep up? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. That's the number. Waving arraignment. This is the case accusing him, others, of illegally trying to overturn the results of the 2020 election in Georgia. He doesn't have to show up for the arraignment uh, that was set for next week. What to make of this? Nothing. All part of what we know is already going on. All part of what uh, what we have been watching. In, in, in a series of, of these charges, just one after another after another. You've got 19 co-defendants, part of this racketeering case, which is hilarious that RICO would be utilized in this setting, proving the weak cases as multiple legal experts have described against Trump because you have to go after everybody in hopes of getting somebody on something. If you can get somebody on something, then you can take down everybody because it was part of a conspiracy. A very short-lived conspiracy where nobody knew where the other person was doing and everybody had different goals. But sure, sure, conspiracy, knock yourself out. This isn't about whether or not you like Trump. This isn't about whether or not you like how he handled January 6th or uh, the election or, or, or issues. No, 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 no. This is only about the law. This is only about the law. That is it. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, people are going to talk about this story. I mean, I think it was important to, to, to bring up. You know, as it's the, the, the key story, there are some key stories out there. Like North Korea um, launching some, uh, or I shouldn't say launching, doing some nuclear uh, missile drills. North Korea said its latest missile launches simulated scorched-earth nuclear strikes on South Korea, and they've been rehearsing an occupation of South Korea in the event of conflict. That's, oh, somebody really wants to be noticed. Somebody really, really wants them to be, wants to get paid attention to. Not only are you going to say, hey, just a reminder, we've got nukes. Right, we've got nukes, and, uh, and 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 we could use them. So you better pay attention to us. You better pay attention to us, right there. <laughs> but no, we're gonna plan for taking over South Korea. That's a bit of a stretch. Uh, honestly, you would walk into South Korea, and then you'd like get stunned. You'd be amazed. You'd fall down. What would you do with all the food and electricity? You know, I actually have exclusive audio right here of uh, North Korea trying to get your attention. Lewis, 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 mom, 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 mommy, 
Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 Ma! 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 Mom! 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 Yeah, so, uh... Look, uh, you you don't hold anything, uh, you don't put anything past North Korea. You understand uh, that they can be a threat, but some things are just silly. Some things are just to, to get your attention, and this is one of those things. North Korea upset by military exercises between South Korea and the U.S. Well, North Koreans are upset that they don't have food, so I guess we're all just in a little bit of anger. North Korea wouldn't know what to do if South Korea said, we give up. It's all just flexing and nonsense. Don't forget we're here. Don't forget we can cause a problem. Make sure you send us a couple of uh, uh, barrels of rice and we'll be good. We'll stay quiet for another six months. I don't know. I don't know how rice comes. For some reason, I assumed it's in a barrel. North uh, North Korea is saying the missiles carried out their simulated strikes through airbursts, suggesting it confirmed the explosion of dummy warheads at a set altitude. You understand also that North Korea lies. Well, all communists lie. Oh, that this is a recording. All communists lie. We'll just leave it at that. There, there's much more going on, and I know I want to get into, I'm going to get into the Mitch McConnell thing. That man is not well. And the amount of people on both sides of the aisle who want to pretend like nothing's going on, we're, we're all nuts. We are all crazy. Not crazy is James Comer. We're talking about the congressman from Kentucky who is uh, heading up House Oversight. He wants to look into then-Vice President Joe Biden's possible misuse of Air Force Two. Now, I think there's a little bit of stretch here in being able to prove a misuse, but understand the subject, what it is that he's he's going for here. What James Comer is saying is that he and uh, Byron Donalds, congressman from Florida, wrote a letter to the uh, archivists, Colleen Shogan, wanting unrestricted special access under the Presidential Records Act to certain records related to Biden's foreign travel with his family, not only on Air Force Two, but on Marine Two. That's the helicopter that takes you from point A to point B, right to the plane, away from the plane, etc. The argument that they're making is that Biden misused Air Force Two and Marine Two as a way to benefit his family's enterprise. It was nothing more than the, the family enterprise was nothing more than selling access to Joe Biden and and he Hunter Biden was involved in this. So you have to take a look at all the travel that he did as vice president and then say, see that travel there? That travel wasn't actually necessary. That wasn't on the job for the American people. That right there is is proof of utilizing the position for self enrichment. Now, that's a tough one. Because if Joe Biden was going, as vice president, was going to place X to give a speech about subject Y, and while he was there, he also did Z, that's different than utilizing the plane at the taxpayer expense to do Z. You know, uh, it, it is, uh, and I, I've used this example, 
I'm going down to Nashville in a few weeks. Uh, Barrett News Media is having a radio conference. I'm a speaker at the conference. I'm going down there in, in, in a couple of weeks. While I'm there, I'm going to check out a couple of barbecue places. So am I going for the conference or am I going for the barbecue? When I say it's a bit of a stretch, it is not a question of whether or not I think that the, the, the Biden crime family is indeed a crime family. Oh, you better believe they are. There is more evidence about wrongdoing, or at least the requiring of an investigation to figure out wrongdoing by the Bidens than there ever was with Trump and Russia, 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 than there ever was with Trump and Russia, Russia. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter what 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 uh, an Eric Swalwell says, or Dan Goldman says, or Dick Durbin, a man most aptly named, says. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Congressman Jamie Raskin says, well, we have a lot here that Adam Schiff said whatever he said. Adam Schiff is a liar and a fraud. Shame on Speaker McCarthy for allowing that guy to still have committee assignments. I mean, it's embarrassing already. It's embarrassing already. There should be no committee assignments for Adam Schiff. There should be no committee assignments for Ilhan Omar. I feel the same way about Eric Swalwell. Nothing. They deserve nothing. And we should be very focused on ensuring that they get nothing. That they suffer the consequences of their lies and of their bigotry. I don't don't know why that's surprising. There should be an impeachment inquiry and we should be looking into what it is that Joe Biden did, the connections uh, to Hunter Biden, and all right, show us where all this money flowed to and show us the bank accounts. We should be looking at this aggressively. And there should be an impeachment inquiry so we can do exactly that. They're setting it up. There, I, I get it. I get it. It goes slower than you want. I understand it. Do I believe in just jumping to impeachment? I don't. Trump is upset because that's what the left did to him. Yes, the left is better at this. We need a little more time. It sucks. I get it, but I'm not going to get pressured by Trump on any of this. A guy who kept Fauci doesn't get to pressure on everything else. See what I did there? See how that, see how that worked? That's how it has to be handled, kids. That's how it has to be handled. So... I like what Chairman Comer is doing. I like how he is moving. I like that he has been relentless. And every time the left screams and yells, there's not a scintilla of evidence. Oh, they love it. There's not any evidence that uh, that uh, Biden did this or Biden did that. Yeah, 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 there is. Of course there is. We are fully aware that Biden met with special counsel Jack Smith weeks before the indictment of President Trump. We are fully aware that the IRS slow walked the investigation, um, uh, or I should say the DOJ slow walked the investigation into Hunter Biden, that he wasn't going to be charged with anything regarding tax fraud until two IRS, IRS whistleblowers came to light. And now you've got people saying that the DOJ should charge them with a crime. These are not 
innocent people. These are not even decent people. They're not. These are people who have to be dealt with. These are people who have lied. These are people who are proud to have lied. And they do it with impunity. They do it out in the open knowing that you can't get to them. So you got to take your time. And it's annoying. But it's the way it has to work. But I think we've, we've gotten to the point where the inquiry can open. And it should. And it should take about 14, 15 months. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would take. I'm Tony Katz. So Donald Trump has given Vivek Ramaswamy a little bit of advice. Um, sometimes you need to just, you know, calm it down a little, son. You don't want to you don't want to be uh, too controversial. Now, do you? That's true. This is a real thing that happened. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. I am not capable of making certain things up. Sometimes when you're doing radio, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll engage a little poetic license. Sure. Sure you will. This? Nah, I don't have this skill set. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Trump was doing an interview uh, with, with Glenn Beck. Instead of, of, of Ramaswamy, you know, he's a smart young guy, very intelligent person, a lot of talent. And I look, anybody that said I'm the best president in a generation, I don't know, you have to f- define generation. That's a long time. He said it a couple times, and he said it in 100 years. So I have to like a guy like that. You know, I can't get upset with him. If you were like, hey, could you define Trump like in one sentence? I'd be like, here you go. There it is. I mean, perfect, perfect. And then uh, he says he's starting to get out there a little bit. He's a little bit getting a little bit controversial. I'd tell him be a little bit careful. Some things you have to hold in just a little bit, right? But he's got a lot of good energy, and he's been very nice to me. It's, it's, it's the best. It's so great. Trump telling somebody else to hold it in is spectacular. Now, Ramaswamy, if we are to believe the polls, and I have a whole thing with polling I want to get into later. He definitely had a bump from the debate, which if I were to follow these things, started to fall off over the past few days. In the latest poll, which is the Economist YouGov poll, this is the national poll, he's at 6%. And that's okay because Nikki Haley has fallen off. She's at 4%. But in the overall, she's in fourth place in, in this race. The guy who didn't get a bump is, uh, is Chris Christie. There's just, there's just no there there at all. But you remember that it's Haley who was able to score points on Ramaswamy regarding foreign policy. Just like Ramaswamy was able to score points on Chris Christie in just a, why are you running this race? You're only here because you're full of revenge, which is true, which is true. Uh, Chris Christie is running the Jilted Lover campaign, not actually an attractive look. 
But again, the conversation of foreign policy has come up because, as is reported, Ramaswamy saying um, in an interview in Israel or, or to, to a, a group uh, in Israel, I believe it is, um, that he would remain supportive of the nation, supportive of Israel, but would not, quote, put our own men and women on the line in a war with Iran. And so it got noted that uh, rejecting a possible U.S. strike on Iran is a big departure from past administrations. Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the U.N., says uh, Vivek must have missed the fanat- must have missed that the fanatical terrorist regime in Iran regularly calls for death to America. If he doesn't see a nuclear Iran as a threat to American security, then he should take his place beside AOC and the squad and get nowhere near the White House. Now, Ramaswamy continues to say, you're misrepresenting my views. Quote, another flagrant distortion by the neocons. Watch the actual video. I said we will fully support Israel, including militarily, but that we should not want U.S. men and women dying in a war between Israel and Iran. So, and he's now pushing, if if Pence and Haley and Christie and Rove Carl Rove, feel differently, they should have the spine to say how many Americans they'd be prepared to see die in that conflict. This very much ties into where people like Vivek are uh, regarding Ukraine. And it is a there's a real question here about American foreign policy going forward and a conservative approach, a pro-American approach. Is the approach, we don't get involved in nothing, it's everybody else's problem, thank you, Cleveland, good night. Is that the approach? Is that how one keeps the post-war order? Does one want to keep the post-war order? Does one want to see a new order where we don't even get involved in the ordering? We 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 don't participate. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And has there been a question about whether or not that creates a value? A question about whether or not a value has already been created through what we have done. And certainly when it comes to Iran, are we... The people to say, you know what, Israel, Iran gets a nuclear weapon, doesn't get a nuclear weapon. You know what? That ain't our bag, baby. We're good. Is that the approach? What does it mean? I don't want to hear how somebody headlines it. I don't want to hear how somebody campaigns on it. What does it mean? Remember, with Vivek, he actually thinks he can bring Russia to the table. He thinks that we got to bring Russia in. Who? What makes him think you can bring Russia in? I question his foreign policy bona fide on that subject. If you think you can bring Russia in, I don't listen to Trump tell me I could end this war in a day. Is that right? How? I could end it in a day. 24 hours would be over. How? I mean, you're just threatening to blow people up? How many people? How is that not an act of war? You're going to do it through through kindness? Hey, we're not going to fund you anymore, Ukraine. And therefore, Russia's getting this and that's the end. That's predicated on the belief you give Russia the Donbass and it's done, it's over. It's predicated on the belief that that's all they want. Sure, you can leverage people into giving up this and giving up that. But that's based on the idea that the other guy is only going to take this and that. It's this foreign policy conversation is what we need to have.
When people fail up, it's very frustrating. And we've all seen it. We've seen it in our personal lives. We've seen it in our professional lives. These people who are absolute schmucks. We're talking about dent and dull. Pathetic. They, they, they fail up. They, they end up in, in these positions. You're like, how is that possible? You've seen how they have failed. And usually you see this on the political left. It is a, a I think, a well-known um, bit of reality that when you, when you see uh, somebody failing through their progressivism, they will be rewarded somewhere else down the line. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. Would love to hear from you. Agree or disagree? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Keep uh, producer Jason busy today. In Maui, I mean, there's been a lot of talk regarding uh, the hurricane. Uh, in in Florida, Adalia, you take a look at how this thing moved. And, I mean, you do have one person dead a tree fell on them in georgia i mean it's just awful but how this storm kind of moved and and really the, the what happened through georgia and then to flooding in south carolina now it's going to make its way back out to the atlantic and possibly will will gain a strength possibly but there is a there is a lot of flooding damage that's been done and it's i think it's just amazing to some that there's not this massive death count thrilled by that things can be rebuilt i mean just trees just down everywhere from the winds but i think it's going to be the flooding part that that of course creates the most issues both on the west coast of florida and then on the east coast of the u.s it's been taking up a lot of the attention but we forget that maui went through this horrific wildfire that was not about climate change. It doesn't matter how these people lie. It was about human error. The more we see, the more we learn, the more we understand. The more we understand exactly where the issues are. Of course, the people of CNN wanted to tell you that uh, Adalia g- gaining strength in, 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 the, in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, it's those fossil fuels. That's an amazing question. That's the biggest sort of trillion dollar question about how you adapt communities like this to the world that we're already now living in at the same time trying to mitigate further more wicked storms down the road with more fossil fuel pollution. Um, Right now, the Gulf is being reopened by the Biden administration for oil and gas lease sales. That's about to happen in coming weeks. There are lawsuits around that uh, right there. But it's the double bind of these sort of oil economies in places like this where they they have that as a as an income stream but also the cost of it is becoming bigger with every storm uh science has been warning about this for a very long time in many ways it's been science also told us that masks stop covid so forgive me science also told me in the 70s there was going to be an ice age so you know forgive me but it's a it's a good fear tactic from you must get you paid there 
uh, on, on CNN, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Weir, uh, Bill Weir, W-E-I-R. You actually believe that we influence hurricanes. I didn't say pollution isn't real. We influence hurricanes. Is this hurricane really bigger than other hurricanes? We haven't seen Category 4 hurricanes before. It hit at a Category 3. It just sat there in the Gulf, and it picked up steam, and it picked up strength. That much is true. We've seen this before. But, ah, see... See, any damage, uh, proof of uh, the fossil fuel industry. Oh, those fossil fuels. You mean the things that allow us to get around? Because your wind power and your solar power can't power anything. All your electric cars eventually will get powered by someone wearing a mask, shoveling coal into a furnace, because maybe the mask will help them breathe with all the coal dust. It still won't keep out COVID but they might actually be wearing a mask, so maybe you'll be happy in the end. I I don't know. Maui was not climate change. Maui was human error. On human error. On human horror. That your management director had no uh, disaster experience. That your water management people really thought that water to put out fires should be doled out based on equity. I can't tell you that everybody was a diversity hire. I don't know this. And part of that argument is saying that someone because of characteristic X can't do job Y. No, it's not about characteristic anything. It's about whether or not you have skills. Do you have the skills to do the job? Yes or no. If you can't hit a three-point shot, you're not on my basketball team. That's it. There's nothing else. Nothing else to even talk about. I didn't ask the color of your skin. I asked if you could hit the three-point shot. Then we could take a look at other things like whether you can block. Still didn't ask the color of your skin. Then we'll take a look at other things like how you hustle. Still didn't ask about the color of your skin or your religion or your political preference or anything else. I'm talking about the skills, just like rational people are. These people in Maui were not hired for their skills. That's obvious including the chief of police. If you'll remember correctly, the road, the paved road, the only paved road in and out of Lahaina was blocked. It was barricaded. Sorry, you can't go down this road. The people who didn't listen and went around the barricade, they're alive today to tell the tale. The chief of police in Maui is John Pelletier. That name probably doesn't mean anything to you. But Chief Pelletier, Maui Chief uh, John Pelletier, was a police officer in Las Vegas in 2017. As a matter of fact, he was the incident commander... At regarding the Route 91 Harvest Festival, where 58 people were murdered, and we still don't know what happened, they didn't tell us. You got somebody shooting from a casino 
people as sitting ducks. We don't know how he got the guns. I, they got a video camera for anything, for everything. They know everything that you've done. They know every move you've made. We don't know how the guns got up there. We can't find out. We can't be told. He was the incident commander. The incident went bad. We still don't know what happened. And he's now the chief of police. Now I ask you, I only ask, how does that happen? You can argue that the shooting in Vegas was not this guy's fault. I'll agree with you. But one should look at what happened in the aftermath, how little information we got, how the uh, incident was responded to. There was nobody better to do the job. As a matter of fact, as got reported by the Las Vegas Review Journal in, in uh, 2021, his experience policing in large tourist destinations while understanding the local community made him a good fit. And that responding to the 2017 massacre, according to him, according to the chief, would make him prepared to handle any situation. Oh. Of all the people who could have ended up in the job, this guy... This guy. Does anybody else find that weird, odd, peculiar? Did no one say, huh? Maybe no. How do these people always rise up? How do they always fail up? I got to tell you, I know nothing about being a police officer. I've never wanted to be a police officer. I never thought about being a police officer. Uh, I, I don't think I look good in blue. I, 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 I've never, ever considered it. But if I were to consider being a police officer, I would think being the chief of police in Maui is a pretty awesome gig. On a scale of one to, are you serious? I would think being the chief of police in Maui is a pretty spectacular gig i know nothing about policing you know what i know that sounds good i have to assume i would have to assume that a lot of people apply for that gig this guy gets the job failing up it is it it, it is constant and it is disgusting. Uh, speaking of disgusting, Representative Matt Gates. No, 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 he's not disgusting. He's talking about something that is disgusting. Come on. Come, stop that. Yeah, I know how I said it, but that's not how I meant it. Gosh, guys, you are just the worst sometimes. Matt Gates, congressman from Florida, sending a letter to the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and to NPR. And it's asking about how it is that taxpayer funds get used to play Louis Farrakhan speeches. Louis Farrakhan, the Jew-hating bigot, the white-hating bigot, the guy that Congressman Andre Carson of Indianapolis calls friend and would happily work with again. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's Congressman Andre Carson 
The same Congressman Andre Carson who, who votes against uh, resolution supporting Israel, who uh, supports people like his sister, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, who believes that Israel should be wiped off the map. You know, that Congressman Andre Carson, that, that bigot. Sorry, don't, don't get angry with me. He's the guy who does this stuff. I'm just noticing. You're angry that I'm noticing. But what an interesting story. There is a uh, something called Final Call Radio, which uh, plays um, on station WEAA. I don't know, I don't know where that is. And um, the station labels itself according to the letter that the station, this NPR station, which gets over two hundred fifty thousand dollars in funding or at least it did in 2021, from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, which is funded only by Congress. Oh, it's, it's, in, it's in the D.C., Baltimore area. WEAA is in D.C. The funding, $250,000, comes through Congress via the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and the station labels itself, quote, the official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, I'd have questions, too. First question is, how has nobody discussed this until right now? How long has this been going on? Two hundred and fifty thousand actually, uh two hundred and fifty one thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars. Um that's nutty. How in the world does that happen? Why would anybody think that that's okay? Are we somehow now going to discuss the fact that Louis Farrakhan is just misunderstood? Jew-hating bigot. He is what he is. It, it's like uh, a Representative Ilhan Omar, she is what she is. That's all. It's just the, the, the facts are right there. It's a great example of the kind of um, abuse that happens even as we pay attention. You're right. It's only $250,000. That's $250,000 that could go to anything else. How many veterans could you help with $250,000? Once the answer is at least one, we're done. Better that it would go to a veteran than it should go to this station. I'm a radio guy, but I work within the private sector. We got to go earn our keep. I don't give a damn about this station. I don't care if everybody loses their job. Let the station burn. Figuratively, please, please, please. Good Lord. Farrakhan uh, speeches, the station of, the official voice of, as paid for by the federal government? Nah. Good on Representative Gates. Well done. I'm Tony Katz. There's a report out that Twitter, call it X, right? They plan on collecting biometric data I'm sorry, what are are you talking about? Based on your consent, this in their new policy, 
We may collect and use your biometric information for safety, security, and identification purposes. You mean fingerprints? You mean facial recognition? Because I'm not doing any of that. I don't do it now. I'm not saying my phone hasn't collected my fingerprint. I have no faith in anything. I'm saying that I don't do it. Oh, I don't do the facial recognition at all. That freaks me out. No, 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 no. The less, the less you have, the better. Thank you. Thank you, Cleveland. Good night. I, if you ask what, what I think about Elon Musk, I will always be thankful that he took the time uh, to buy this company and really showed exactly how obscene the political left is and was in trying to keep you from being able to speak. They should forever be shamed. They are, it is disgusting what happened. Keeping conversations from happening, whether it be about COVID, whether it be about Hunter Biden's laptop, whatever, I will be grateful. And I think Twitter is more and more a place where maybe I should rethink where I put things and make it Twitter focused. But that doesn't mean that Elon Musk is some kind of conservative hero. Oh, no, he's not. Um, they're also going to be doing audio calls and video calls on Twitter. That's coming. So now who's uh, listening to the phone call? I didn't think about it before. I am now. Oy. This is Tony Katz today.